BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. This is a very special MAPS edition because Teresa and I are joined by our new friends, Ellie and Leon, of the From the Friar podcast. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, Really excited to talk about the episode, deep dive it, and... um, just get to know your community and uh, do this split episode. Yeah, yeah. So that's a great reminder. Thank you. We're going to do the first two couples and recap those couples on our podcast. Then we will jump over to From the Friar and we will cover the other two couples. But I'm excited because I think I finally have some people on my side who are Please. not team who are not <laughs> team Cameron. <laughs> I've been I alone. I think I'm the only one. I think I'm the only one. I don't know why, because I see the messages from our friends and they're all against me for once. <laughs> they <laughs> That's all, very true. They're all with John. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's very true. Normally people do not side with me, but this is the one time I have a hot take that people agree with. But Ellie and Leon, from what we've discussed before we started recording, may be Team John, may not be Team Cameron. And I'm very excited to have some backup. I think it's just the kiwi birds. Like, I love the kiwi birds. I'm not a bird type of person, but I love the kiwis. Maybe that's why I'm a big fan of Cameron. I don't know. We'll see. Let's be honest. (laughs) Lately, so I was pretty much against Cameron from the jump, but not to be too mean, but as the show is going on, I think Ellie and I are kind of getting a little less... Of a fans of Claire, yeah, so her little her little nitpicks <laughs> at Cameron, um, the the Kiwi thing. It couldn't be too much of a knock because I think if I received a gift like that, I would be a little confused of what does this represent. I'm not too sure what's going on here. I just love the flyless birds. <laughs> yes, okay. Fun fact: we went out last night with some friends, and we went to see this band. So they took a break, and I'm talking to one of the guys. And he's like, what is the accent from? Are you a Kiwi? I'm like, thank you. I mean, I'm not, but what a compliment. And then I asked John. John is like, is he deaf? I'm like, all right, moving on. (laughs) For a musician, you'd think you'd have good hearing. Yeah. Before we get into the recap, I'd love for you guys to tell our friends who may be new to you a little bit about your show, how it came to be, what you guys are covering, all that good stuff. 
Yeah, so we are Ellie and Leon. We run from the Friar podcast. We mainly cover sister wives and married at first sight and then kind of sprinkled in throughout the year if there is um, a documentary or a show that really caught our eye, but it's only a few episodes long. We'll cover that as well. But mainly Sister Wives and Married at First Sight. We have seen every season of all of these shows. So we're like highly invested. Love it. Love to know we're not alone. We don't cover Sister Wives, though. (laughs) So if you guys are looking for Sister Wives coverage, go to From the Friar. Check that out. And they can find you everywhere. They listen to podcasts on Instagram. You guys are all over the place. We try. We try. And then, of course, if you guys... We don't cover 90 days. So if any of our listeners would like to have great 90 day fiance coverage, please check out their podcast as well. Yeah, thank you. Teresa's not from New Zealand, but she is from the Czech Republic. She's a foreigner. So we didn't do the 90 day thing. (laughs) But as our friends know, we are an international couple. We did the green card thing. So, Yeah. yeah, like we did part of it and it's been it's been tough. But we love to talk about it and we love our 90 day world and we love the maths world, too. Absolutely. All right. So we are a couple successful couples from what I can tell. Let's talk about some not so <laughs> successful couples. But I think we could we could talk about the opening of the episode. Not too much happened. They all arrived in Mexico for the honeymoon, which is this is my favorite episode. These honeymoon episodes. These are the best. Yes. I love the post-wedding when they like start chatting and like get to know each other and we get to know them and then they go to their honeymoon and it's awesome. Exactly. And so seeing so many people, well, not so many people, but mainly one couple like just already crashing, like it's kind of surprising. Like honeymoon is like activities and drinking and not too much can go wrong, but it's like going real wrong. (laughs) So let me ask, are you rooting for success or are you rooting for failure? Always success. I am an eternal optimist. Yeah. You're better people than we are. Our saying saying is we love love. And we do mention on our pod that at the end of the day, everyone deserves love. And we want these couples to succeed. Even though we do talk a little bit of shit throughout the season, we do want them to succeed at the end of the day. And I will agree with you all. My absolute favorite part of the season is the honeymoon stage because – Maybe because we've seen our some of our biggest successes and some of our biggest failures in previous seasons during the honeymoon. Um, but we also get out of the sort of the steps they have to go through, right? The mandatory steps, right? Going through the weddings, having the brunches, and then we get to really interact without family members around and get to know each other or lack thereof. Uh, so this is definitely also our favorite parts of well, the season. I'm awesome. We're covering the favorite episodes together. And also, fun fact, we love love too. And we say it all the time in Darcy's voice. <laughs> yes. We love our girl Darcy. We love love. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad like you guys have the same motto as we do. But we also love some of the failures. And Show me just, a crash know, and burn. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Only when you're like not meant to be. Like if I feel like some people are meant to be, like the couple we're going to talk about first, then yes, sure, I'm rooting. But as my favorite Cameron and Claire, I mean, let's be honest, they're not a good match. And so I'm kind of rooting for the failure. <laughs> yeah, it's nice when you already know that it's going to be a failure. Like, well, let's just see how it happens. Yes. Let me ask you guys this, because you have been watching the series from the start. 
there's definitely been a change in the way they approach maths, even from the number of couples, the experts living in their own apartments versus the shared. Do you like the trajectory where it's going or are you nostalgic for the past? How do you feel about this evolution? I like it how it used to be a little bit more. I felt like there was a lot less editing, a lot less filler. I mean, gosh, we'll be six months into it and we're recapping things that happened on the honeymoon. But this episode has a little bit of an older feeling, I think. Maybe because we're already down a couple, so they're not doing as much of filler. But I'm hoping this is we're going in the right direction. I think so. I, I also like the old, old seasons when they had to, you know, look at their budgets and find a place to stay and what they could actually afford, which I always found very interesting because I love hearing what people do for a living. And then kind of like, oh, how much do you make for this strange job? <laughs> so that was my favorite part. Now they all put them in the same apartment complex to get a same start, which it makes sense in theory, but I still want to see some of the old stuff back. However, I enjoyed the group hangouts, which they didn't do. And like the early maths, like I don't think the couples ever met until like later on. So there are good things yeah. and bad things about the present. The only difference I think would be I think it felt like in earlier seasons, folks were willing to give it a little bit more of a chance. Or it feels like in the later seasons, if somebody legitimately wasn't feeling it, like they were, you could tell they were basically just going through the steps and it was just going to be a no on decision day. That's where I wish. And it's hard to say because in the process, it's probably hard to gauge like how into it is this person. And then the inference of that is you can't force someone to be in this situation that, you know, they don't want to be in. Yeah, I, I always love to see at least like one crazy person a season because Alyssa, Alyssa and then what's Lindsay, uh, Lin, Lindsay from Mark the Shark. <laughs> like, that was a wild Mark time. You like, I, I need that. Like I need someone who's like totally nuts. And here, like, I don't think we have anyone who's like super nuts. However, like we have Emily who's like, she loves to party and right. And we have Cameron who's a Kiwi from New Zealand. And then we have, you know, Orion and Lauren who are an interesting match so I feel like they it's going to be good it's going to be a good season well let's really dive into it and, and maybe they're not a crazy couple but they're labeling themselves a weird couple uh, Becca and Austin is the first couple that graces our screen and they're hanging out discussing how they're both equally weird and, and Becca didn't know she needed weird but now she realizes it Yes. And as they're talking about this whole thing, he's sitting in a bathtub eating br breakfast. So <laughs> weird. he is weird. She is weird. And I love it. I'm here for weird. Same. I love a weird couple, a quirky couple. Man, Bennett and Amelia. I wish they worked. I would be so happy if they just like lived happily ever after. That was like the OG weird couple. But I'll take another one. And hopefully they work out this time. <laughs> I hope they will. I think they deserve each other. And I think they, in a good way, I know it sounded bad <laughs> when you say someone deserves the other person. Uh, but no, I think I'm rooting for them. I hope they can make it because so far they seem like they've been together for years. And I know they say it, but I feel it too as someone who's just like watching it. Random thought, I don't think I've ever sat in a bathtub while talking to Ellie. <laughs> Throwing it back to John and Teresa, have you ever sat in a bathtub talking to your significant other? So this is my weird quirk. 
I, I know what not... you're going to say. <laughs> Do you? Say it. Yes. You, you, you would never book a hotel room with a bathtub in the room. I can't stand oh, it. Oh, okay. Put, I see, I see. Okay. Put cool. the bathroom behind a closed door. I cannot mm-hmm. stand when the sink is in the mm-hmm. bedroom, when there's a tub in the... Se- a little separation between church and state here. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I can't be laying in bed at night trying to fall asleep looking over and seeing a bathtub or a toilet. Like, <laughs> no, thank you. Now I'm curious of the research John has gone through to make sure the bathroom is... To his standards. Oh, we we do we do mad research, and we travel quite a bit. We love trip to travel, and I'm more so like, as long as the vacation's awesome, I'll stay at Motel Six. Not John. Like John goes deep. Like John needs like so a jo- nice John's hotel. The one. Oh yeah. I'm a little posh. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, same. I also am like, I'm in my 30s. We don't do that anymore. Is what I tell so, Leon. So a little a little bit of a tangent because again, we are. Um, you know, speaking to more members of the community here, uh, when Ellie and I started, we, we've gone to Vegas for, for a while now, but one time we were lucky enough to stay at the Cosmopolitan nice. for a work event. And from that moment on, Ellie was like, I cannot <laughs> like step down from this. Like I have a new standard. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, oh yeah. I, I, feel I feel you. I feel you too now with like being with John, but it's like, I, before I met John, I used to travel by myself in a car. I slept in the car. I slept in a tent by myself. It was way before I discovered Dateline, so I cannot do it anymore. But <laughs> yeah, like then John kind of turned me on to like, okay, let's be bougie if we're traveling. And so now we are, and we don't do bathtubs in the room. And, and by I, I bougie, think that's a great deal. <laughs> I mean like $200 a night hotels instead of 50 I don't think we're not staying in five-star hotels. Yeah, no, I agree. I still think you can do nice on a budget. (laughs) Yeah, Totally. So, yes, while I've never sat in a bathtub and conversated, what they talk about next we have done, which I think should be added to the topic of conversation for new people dating when it comes to we need to align on religion, politics, and do aliens exist? Yes. I think it's and kids and kids. But, yeah, this is a big one. I agree. These, these days, will go ahead, Ellie. <laughs> so I was going to say, in these days, I think it's right up there with all of those other topics. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and maybe ghosts. I think we could maybe add. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's ghosts. a good one. Sure, sure. Something Ellie, Ellie and I, something Ellie and I have said before is that yes, your question, those questions are legit because you will learn so much about someone depending on their answers, and then we talk about a lot in our pod is. You will learn not everything, but so much about your partner when you travel with them. Oh, yeah. A like big that, time. they're bougie. A big time. Oh, yeah. And thankfully, I mean, thankfully, they're traveling to the honeymoon. So they're already getting a little bit of insight of mm-hmm. that, you know, that way of the way they carry, carry themselves. Uh, one thing to note uh, is that it seems like the couples do talk about some of this stuff, John. For example, like politics, but I feel like it's when the cameras are away. Because, for example, I think it was um, was it Emily that said that they align politically, but I don't know if we ever actually heard that conversation. Mm, I think you're right. Yeah. They must definitely in the questionnaire for the matchmaking. I think they must say, "Is it important to you? If so, what side? Any side?" Because sure. that, that, especially these days. Not to get into it, oh, but it can, yeah. it can be a deal breaker for people. Like we had that season Absolutely. in Texas. I think it was one of the big cities in Texas where we had Brett. 
and the guy and she was like very liberal and he was the opposite and i think that was an issue for them out of many other issues they experienced but i think it is important yes but they both agree aliens exist and that's important too i think it's even more important (laughs) absolutely (laughs) and we can we cannot be doing this alone i can see like aliens you know someone like us podcasting about whatever's going on on their planet so Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And as far as the ghosts, do you guys know those Harry Potter lights, those candle lights that you can, that are all over TikTok? Okay. So I got those and I put it in our house as cute decoration. Why does like every other night, just one turn on randomly? Not all of them, just one quietly, like in that. the corner. Oh. Yeah. It scares me. And I'm like, I'm just going to ignore it until it dies. Like it's fine. It might be a ghost. Do you guys believe in ghosts? I do. I do too. I've we've experienced a ghost. <laughs> We're See? telling ourselves. Whoa. We've experienced Whoa. <laughs> we've experienced it. I've experienced it twice. John doesn't believe in the second Ooh. time. That is true. Recently. Yeah, the the one was, Oh, recently. So we it was our anniversary a couple of weeks ago and so we went to this like old inn. And it was haunted. We were suckers for haunted inns. Oh, we okay. got married in a in a haunted inn. And I woke up, we went out, I woke up the next day. I had like a perfect, I had like my whole chin was like bleeding. And I'm like, what the heck? I had this like perfect scratch in the middle of my chin. So I like wiped it off. It was like 5 a.m. Went back to bed, woke up at like 8, still like the same, like blood. And I'm like, what the heck? I do not scratch myself. I don't do long nails. I don't do any of that stuff. And I had a perfect scratch in the middle of my chin. Yeah, that's that's terrifying. Right? One, and <laughs> yeah, I learned, and I would believe that. And I learned that the John, ghost. John's being quiet because he might have scratched you <laughs> mid sleep. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I played no, no. the fifth. The ghost, the ghost apparently who haunts that inn loves to mess with people. So I think, like, I think that's what happened. Wow, I believe it. Mm-hmm. That's I, so scary. <laughs> yeah. Very possible. So, all right, then we head out for a for a rainy day boat ride. And Teresa mentioned kiwis. Austin is not a bird expert. When he was like, "Oh look, a pelican," I don't think that's. I don't think that was a pelican. Austin. Also, a bit of a bummer. It seems like, and I don't know how the rest of the week is going to play out. It's a bummer that we finally get to go to Mexico, but it seems like it's raining the entire time they're there. Yeah, I think it will get sunnier. Uh, we saw some sun in the following days, but yeah, definitely, this is a gloomy, gloomy day in Mexico. But it's also a a great curveball you throw this couple or any of these couples to be like, okay, it's rainy. You're at the beach. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to cry about it, whine about it? Woe is me. Are you going to make the best of it? And I think a lot of people would get upset. I can't believe we're on the honeymoon. It's raining. They made the best of it. And that says a lot about them. They did. And Becca looked fabulous. I loved the outfit. So I always pay attention to what people wear. So I was loving it. Loving the pink hair. I'm loving the whole thing. (laughs) She also loves a sleeve, I've noticed. Big sleeves are kind of her thing. I I can see that. I can't pull it off. I tried. John said I look funny. I look like Judge (laughs) Judy. Uh, So I don't do that. (laughs) But yeah, she has a vibe and some people can't pull it off and she's pulling it off. I know. It looks great on her. It does. And she starts talking about her on the boat and she's like, yeah, I'm happy. I'm like witnessing all the nice things people said about Austin because, you know, people talk you up at the wedding that you just met or your family and friends saying how great the person is, but you don't know the person. 
And then she's like seeing it. And I think it's so cool that people didn't just talk, you know, Austin is so awesome. Austin is actually awesome. And she's super thankful for that, which I'm happy because on the other side, Austin is thankful for like her opening it up about her health issues, meaning like she, you know, she's dead. She's here for the long run. She wants him to know what's going on with her. So this was a beautiful moment. The way Austin has carried himself or at least shown us of the way he is, I think they have a chance to be our shining couple that will eventually make it. Mm-hmm. I think they will probably have, um, you know, some kind of uh, issue or, you know, a tough road in their in their two months. But I think I think the way he's carried himself, the way he's responded to um, Becca's diagnosis, I think leads them to have a very strong possibility to make it for sure i found it sad when she said that in her past relationships or dating life that people judged her because of that i'm like who judges someone because of their struggle with their health that's just fucked up selfish people selfish people thank you so i'm glad austin is not a selfish person and that they match them together so my fingers are crossed it says a lot to me how natural their conversations are and how substantive their conversations are. They're not forced. It's not like, what do you drive? A Jeep. It's it's actually real. It's it's real. And for that to happen so early on in the relationship just proves that, yeah, maybe there is love at first sight. For sure. And this is why I also have high hopes. And we talked about this with John. It's when we see these couples on maps that hit it off from the start and they get too emo like they get too touchy feely too like lots of sex i love you like within two days and they get so intense they usually don't make it but like for these two like they're taking their time like they're being loved and being cute but they're not like too much like they're still like getting to know each other and being more friends than oh okay i love you i'm in love with you and i hope that because of this that they're taking their time while being like really in it will make them a successful couple. I agree. And even though they have to be a little more careful because of Becca's recent procedure, like I think they would have been that way anyway. Like it doesn't feel like, oh, well, it's too bad, you know, or anything like that. Yeah, he doesn't strike me as the guy who goes out and picks up girls and bangs them. So I think I think he likes to take his time, too. So this is this is working out so far. We get a makeout sesh. We get a, a boat makeout oh, sesh. Oh yeah, proof. I did I like the I like the zoom out shot of like the driver trying to ignore it? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a gondola, Elijah. Do you guys remember that season? It's Elijah the Boston Juan. one. It's yeah. Mark the Shark. We're on a gondola. <laughs> no, that's something else. Um, Mark. I was just going to yeah. say, Mark the Shock was the first time I heard a Boston accent. Obviously, I don't hear too well. I hear well. Why obviously? I can, I can, I can, I can this, um, I can't really tell accents unless you have a strong one like me, then I, I don't hear it. I hear the Southern accents because people just slow down. I hear the New York accent because people just talk fast and I lived in New York, but I didn't hear, I've never heard Boston accent until Mark the Shark, Mark the Shark. <laughs> Moving on. Just a, just a little, just a little sidetrack that I do all the time. So then we get to a restaurant. They're eating and classic Becca and Austin just being cute, talking about, oh, the the best view is your face. Oh, no, it's your face. And they start talking about their childhood. 
Yes. And so we learned that, like Becca said, uh, I grew up a little privileged, upper middle class, great friends, great schools. But then I got a little wild, whatever that means. As you do. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all got a little wild in, in high school, didn't we? No? Okay. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think we're all challenging it. <laughs> <laughs> I was a late bloomer. I was normal in high school. Well, I think like being from, uh, and I think I can speak for myself because you guys are not from Europe as far as I know. Being from Europe, like we can start drinking at 18. So basically, technically, we all start drinking at like 16 and it's 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 okay. And so by the time I got to college, I'm like, all right, like I don't need to go nuts. Like it's all legal. Like I've done this. I've done the illegal when I was in high school. So I'm just going to be normal. I don't need to go nuts. And I think in the U.S., a lot of people go nuts in college because, oh, my gosh, you're 21. So go. That's why I'm saying, like, I get the wild in high school. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Austin brings up his childhood and says he was an only child, which leads to the kid conversation. He wants to. Becca can go either way. So we're, we're hitting all the, the hard topics here. Aliens and children. Good. I think Austin is like feeling the way I feel because I'm also an only child. And I think like I, I didn't mind it growing up. But like looking back, if we do have kids, I would like to have two because there are times that I'm like, oh, all right. I have no one to play with. Uh, all my friends are busy. All right, I'm going to play. I'm going to do something on my own. But I wish I had someone else. And I think it's like yeah. more so like looking at it now when I'm in my 30s. And I wish there was someone else, like a friend or someone who can help with the parents, you know, when they get older, just having someone else. So I'm with Austin on this one. Probably two things here is one, I felt a bit odd that Austin seemed pretty, pretty solidified in having two children, whereas Becca was kind of 50-50, right? Like, I'm okay with either way. To me, it does seem like a little bit of a big jump. I mean, kids are a giant hurdle. It's kind of uh, to me, feels a bit odd to be either no kids or two kids because that is a vast, like in the range of things, that is a vast range. Um, but something I don't think we've talked about is, does Becca's medical diagnosis impact her ability to have children? Thank mm -hmm. you. That's that's a good one. And I was thinking about it too. And I, here's the thing. If you want to have kids, there are other ways of having kids. So sure, you know, as long as she's open to it, they can, they can do it. But I, I feel her on, and this is like younger me saying, I can go either way. But I feel like once I met John, then it's like, oh, because you, th then you found a partner and you can actually envision it, right? I couldn't do it before. So when I was younger, I was like, oh, like, I don't know, maybe not. But then when you, you know, meet someone, you fall in love and you're like, oh, it would actually be awesome. And you kind of like mm -hmm. change the way you look at things. So I feel like if they do make it, if they do fall in love, I think her saying, I can go either way, will turn into, I do want to have a kid. Mm, no, it makes sense. Perfect. You Perfect. guys said you're not watching this season of 90 Day, but there's a couple, Rob and Sophie. And yeah. so Sophie had, when she was younger, a cyst on her ovary. She had to get the cyst removed. And so it could be a challenge for her to have children. And she never told her fiance this. And so it's caused issues because he wants children. But yeah, so Leon, to your point, I think that's so true. And I, I wonder, they're so open and they're expressing their feelings and their fears and their beliefs. But I do wonder, is it the endometriosis that can make it more difficult? It doesn't mean it's impossible by any means, but it can make it more difficult to get pregnant. And does she not want to even go there? 
But I, I do wonder if that is playing in her mind. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if they will make it. I hope so. All right. I feel like next they went to the night pool. And I do you think this is all in one night, like dinner and then night pool? Just like activity after activity, just drinking, Austin drinking. Because he is, I, he is lit in the pool. He is lit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, but I'm not sure. Like now that I, now that you bring it up, I actually am not sure. I feel like I, you're only there for a certain amount of time. You got to cram it all in. Well, right. we haven't even gotten to the, the group planned event. So more than likely, this could be the, you have a free day to do whatever you want. We have some stuff on the itinerary you can select, but you're free to, you know, explore until we start doing some group activities. Yeah, uh, one thing to know, and this is something I appreciate from Ellie is that Austin was drinking and Becca doesn't drink, um, which is totally fine. But I do like the way she approaches that she doesn't, um, it's not a negative for her that Austin drinks and Ellie and I kind of approach the same way. Like Ellie will drink, but it'd be like one drink for the whole night. She's a very, very much a lightweight. She could attest to that herself. Um, and then I might have a couple drinks, but there's no, you know, there's no bad blood there that like one person's drinking, one's not drinking. So I do like the way they approached that aspect. Yeah. I think sure. Becca's like me as to where like, you don't mind being the D and D cause you don't really like to drink anyway. So it's just, yeah, have fun. Have a great time. I don't mind. So I think yeah. she's probably very similar. I feel like as long as you can have fun regardless. I think there are some people who can only have fun when they drink. And, you know, as long as you're fun and you have a good time and you don't mind other people drinking, it's awesome. I'm I'm just wondering, like, is she is she not drinking because of her, because of her medical thing? Or is yeah. this like a, she's always been the one who was like, yeah, I don't need alcohol at all. I had a little assumption in my head, at least, that it was due to maybe the medicine, the yeah. condition. That was just my assumption, but she hasn't said yet. I think yeah. that might be it. And yes, as long as she's having fun and she's like, not that she's encouraging to him to drink, but she's like, yeah, you do you. I'll have a mocktail. Like, who cares? Like, yeah. we'll have fun regardless, which is awesome. It's one of those, again, unexpected curveballs. The weather, how are you going to handle that? her health diagnosis and, and her not drinking now and everything's going well. Like it's, it's a hurdle for some people. It doesn't seem like it is for Austin. So yeah. that's fantastic. And yeah, it's just a, it's just another nice moment of them being together, supporting each other, looking like a, a real couple. This is what, a re, how a real couple would act. For sure. And speaking of drinking, we go to the next day and Austin is still drinking <laughs> slash he's hungover, which that's why I said, like, I think he just kept like they keep just doing things and he just kept drinking. And so Becca still is like, yeah, you do you. I'm fine with whatever you do. I have my mocktail here, like living my best life. And then she's like, well, would you be interested in kayaking? And Austin is like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Another sure. I, I was just going to add, like, as someone who doesn't love boats, picturing being in a kayak and being hungover, uh, I was like, oh, no. But he's a, he's like, absolutely, like, let's have fun, which I also enjoy. I feel like there's some couples on maps, and we've seen it in the past, that one person wants to do something fun, and the other person's like, ugh, like, okay, like, uh, I don't I don't like yeah. doing this, but I'll do it for you. And then they're miserable. But, like, I'll... 
Yeah. I was just going to say that. I was like, when she's yeah. watching him do his activity from the shore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, but, you know, Austin being hungover and be like, yeah, sure, I'll go on a boat. It's fine. And Becca's like, if I can row, we're just going to sit in the boat and have fun. Like, I love them being so easygoing. Now, I'm curious. Would you all be comfortable kayaking in the ocean? No. I didn't even know that was a thing. Right there with you. <laughs> I think so. I mean. I feel like I would prefer more still water versus active waves fighting me to try to get to calm ocean. Here's here's why I say I think so. We live in Florida. So if we're not in the ocean, if we're in a lake, there's gators, which terrifies, oh, gotcha. terrifies yeah. me more than gotcha. a current. Well, That's a great point. Current is dangerous. Sharks are dangerous. Gators are dangerous. We don't go near the water. I'll just be honest. We just don't. Like, I, I, I respect all these animals, but it's like there are gators everywhere. We, there's a gator in every single pond we have around here. There's a gator. We went to Starbucks. There was a gator outside of Starbucks just like crossing the road. I'm like, they're everywhere. I'm not going to go anywhere. And we have a lot of sharks. Like Florida has sharks everywhere. I am not getting on a kayak. I'm not getting in the ocean. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, new is, fear unlocked. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely things we do not experience in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> You're lucky. Yeah. You don't have gators shopping in coffee at Starbucks, no? <laughs> don't. <laughs> so that's that was basically it for Beck and Austin. I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts for them. My only thing is what I cracked up when Austin said he had sensitive elbows. I want to know in his life what happened that this is just a known fact. He's just like, well, I got to watch out for my sensitive elbows. <laughs> <laughs> no, they seem like a cute couple. I We're definitely rooting for them. Again, being in the show, we, we love love. We definitely believe in it. And it, so far, knocking on wood, they are doing all things correctly. Um, so can't wait to see more from them. Same here. Agreed. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right. Are we ready for the next couple? A juicier couple now. A juicier couple who loves to drink. Loves to drink. And not yes. juice. Not juice. But yes, we're talking about Emily and Brennan. So it gets interesting immediately. This is this is one of those breaking news shit went down moments oh. on the episode. And Emily clearly fell down drunk last night in the shower. 
while doing a PG-13 shower and a bathing suit. I mean, is <laughs> it even like, <laughs> is it even okay to say PG-13? Like, This was me in the high school locker room. I was in my <laughs> bathing suit, <laughs> keeping it PG-13. Do you buy that it was a bathing suit shower? I do because I think he is a little more reserved. Like you can kind of tell that he is more so like, okay, let's, let's focus on getting to know each other. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to bang you right now. Like, let's get that. And I think in her mind, she's going by her old ways of like, yeah, I'm single. I'm ready to mingle. Like, sure. I have one night stands. I move on, but I don't think he wants to go there. So I do buy the bathing suit shower. It is a good I was just going to say, I think there was some handwork for sure, maybe. Whoa. <laughs> That's what Whoa. I was wondering. Whoa. Rub-a-dub-dub. Dub. <laughs> what's the rating on this show? What are we talking about here? <laughs> you guys can't see the video, but Teresa did a hand motion. <laughs> I did not, uh, but okay. <laughs> but it, it, it's a good question because time and time again, we've learned on this show that people try to play cool and don't say what happened on the honeymoon. And then we learn later, oh yeah, you guys banged it out on the honeymoon. So they could be yeah. trying to put out this PG persona and yeah, it was innocent. We were just rinsing off after the beach, but they could have totally been naked. So do you're you saying feel if that she- a couple, go ahead, Ellie, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. So do you feel like if there was a couple most likely to lie about being intimate on the honeymoon, it's Brennan and Emily? Ooh. Mm, no, I think it would be Cameron and Claire. Ooh. Because there's a wild card. I like it. Yeah. Would not have picked them at all. I, I'm i going to go Emily and Brennan because Emily is the one that's like, I got my handcuffs. I'm, I'm ready to go. And Brennan may be like, I'm kind of into it. I kind of want to do it. But like, <laughs> let's not tell anyone. So I could yeah. see them lying about it. Look at the way they've carried themselves so far. I mean, Emily is definitely supporting the drinking and the party nature. And it kind of seems like Brennan's going with the flow. So I could see if... Emily wanted something to go down, it's going down. Possibly. I, I can see that. I think he's going down with all the drinking because let's be honest, like when you get drunk, you lo- you loosen up, right? And I think maybe he feels a little uncomfortable. He strikes me as someone who is uh, more like a very focused person, more like a little reserved, I would say. And I think her just being, let's party, let's drink. And he's going with it. I think it helps him to be a little more loose. Because that's what True. she's doing too. So I feel like in this situation, he's like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it." And then he's ap- ap- apparently happy about it because he's like, "This is the relationship I always wanted." I'm like, <laughs> I'm "Like, is it, Brandon? Is it? Yeah. Is it?" We'll ask you in the morning. <laughs> so oh yeah. Then they start talking work-life balance and finances, and we learn Emily is not the best at tracking her finance. She's like, I don't know where the money goes. I make good money. I don't know. Uh, Probably bottle service, bottomless brunches. I'm thinking it goes to things like that. I mean, she, well, she was single. She is in her late 20s. So why not? She can have fun. But I feel like now moving forward, like you're married. If you want to make it, you need to start thinking about things like this a little bit. Like you cannot just buy shoes all the time and drink mimosas. Like, Let's think about it. And I think that's where he's at because, again, he strikes me as a very, like, organized person. Like, he, like, knows what's going on and he knows where his money goes. Do we know what he does for a living? Is it finance? Uh, Software consultant. Okay, well, it's still, he strikes me as someone who gets his shit organized, which 
I am that way too. So I'm all for it. And I think he needs to help her a little bit with that or they need to like sit down and have like a real discussion and look at things. Otherwise, they won't be successful. I feel like finances are so big. And if you don't get it on the same page, then I can see issues. I feel like if she's open to it, it'll be fine. I'm concerned she's a little potentially hard-headed. She doesn't like being very open. So I think that's my only concern. But if she was open to it, I could see it being fine. We'll see because Brennan says, well, I'm big on living below my means. And she says, "Uh, mm, I can do better at that. Which means like, you know, she enjoys her life, which I'm all for too. Like you got to enjoy your life. However, once you have a partner, you need to account them into this. Let's enjoy the life and like get on the same page. She doesn't seem like someone who's willing to change for someone else. She needs to be okay with that change. And maybe someone could encourage that change. But she hasn't been in a relationship. I don't think she knows how to compromise. And yeah, she's going to need to be the one to be like, all right, I got to slow down in my spending. I think if Brennan goes, hey, maybe cut back on those bottomless brunches, she's going to go, oh, hell no. Brandon. Well, <laughs> it's not even like, let's slow down on my spending. It's like, let's figure out like what we can do together, like savings accounts and stuff like this. And whatever she has left, you do you. Like you buy whatever you want, but I feel like that needs to be another conversation, like a deeper one that needs to happen if they make it. We definitely believe that opposites attract, but something we've talked about in the past with maths is that, do you think it's fair in this experiment with barely no, literally knowing nothing about this person that in some couples, it seems like one person is assigned as almost the, you know, the person to assist the other one. For example, in this case, we have Emily, who's like super into spending or what have you. And then Brennan's very much more concerned as far as financials. Is it like, is it fair to make that be Brennan's responsibility in that relationship from, again, knowing little about this human being? Is that fair? That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know about the whole opposites attract thing. I think, Opposites can make for an exciting relationship, but it does seem like the experts always go, well, Emily needs a more mature person to teach her. It's like, well, maybe she doesn't want that. Sure. And she, so it's not going to work. Sure. So it's it, it happens time and time again on this show. But I think the success rate with the couples is like 25% stay married. So maybe they do have to figure out a different approach. I think DP and PC, Dr. Pepper and Pastor Carl, I think they always like look at these couples and do like, okay, let's pick one that can make it and let's like pick the rest. So it's like, it's out of control and people keep watching because like I really questioned their choices. So it's like one solid couple and four wild cards. Yeah. yeah. And it's almost like, it's almost like, oh, they have one thing in common. It's like, Emily, I'm big on finances. I want to be successful. Legacy. Brandon. I'm big on finances. I'm all about building legacy. And they're like, legacy, legacy. Oh, boom. <laughs> a couple. Let's let's watch them. Let's watch them burn. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of proof that the whole thing is a little bogus by the fact that Michael's apparently going to get another match. And it's like, well, what was the whole, like, this is your perfect match. This is the one. If this runner-up girl was good, maybe she should have been the first one. So they're they're trying to make a TV show at the end of the day. They're not trying to make perfect matches. Sure, sure. Well, they need to do both. I think they need to do a great TV show 
but they also need to do some great matches. And I totally forgot about Michael. I like Michael a lot. He has a vibe. I like that vibe. And that is all. I'm sure they always go through the matches and be like, okay, well, it's between these three girls or four girls, right, or guys, and they kind of go down to the nitty gritty and pick the one. But I'm sure there is always another one or two that could potentially be a good match. So I think that's what they did with Michael. And he deserves love too. I felt bad for him being like left at the altar by a stranger. It's horrible. I had this hope that he was going to go on the honeymoon. That's where he would meet his wife. The wedding would be on the beach. The cast would attend. Like I created a whole storyline for this. I literally thought the same. I thought he's going to go on the honeymoon and it's going to happen there. How wild is that? (laughs) I know. I know. Good TV. Oh, yeah. So then... And help me understand how this happens. Is production trolling us? Do they have the same read on these couples as we do? But really, their date is to go mezcal tasting. Like the 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 drunk, this she just happens to go on a mezcal tasting date. I think they pick what they want to do. Yeah, my only defense there is in previous seasons, there's been drinking dates as well. This probably was an easy pick for them, something they enjoy doing. Whoa, uh, I think Emily enjoyed doing this a lot. I think Brennan is like, fuck it, I'm just going to drink. I'm just going to Bre- Brennan go. seems to be having fun. <laughs> he is because of all the shots he took. Poor guy. <laughs> very. I love Poor how he, he takes one and he goes, all right, maybe we take a break. Maybe we talk. And she's like, no, we're going to do all these right now. <laughs> She was having a great time. Like, this is her ideal day. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's also the definition of binge drinking. To go back to high school, Teresa, you probably did this all the time. It's like, don't do five (laughs) drinks in an hour. It's literally what they're doing right here in front of our very eyes. Oh, that's what we used to do. We bought this, like, cheap vodka or, like, this liquor. It's It's called the green. And the reason why is because it's green. It's disgusting. It's like drinking Listerine <laughs> with like 50% alcohol. And we used to bo- we all used to borrow one. People sent me because apparently I looked the youngest one, the most innocent. So I used to roll into the store and had like vodka and cigarettes. I'm like, it's for my dad. And they're like, okay, <laughs> is that all your dad wants? I'm like, yeah, this is it. Thank you so much. Do you have a lighter? They're like, That's the Czech okay. version of Home Alone <laughs> when Kevin McAllister's getting the orange juice. Like, Are you here alone? No, lady, my, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> my dad's in the like, car. I, everyone always believed me because I always look more young, like younger than my friends. So I was always the one buying all this stuff. And that's what I did. We like chucked everything and we went out, went to these discotecas that we got these little bracelets that said we're underage, but like, who cares? Because we were lit. <laughs> yeah. That uh, brought back uh, some good memories of childhood because I think my parents as well would basically give me money and be like, go buy that for us. And, <laughs> you know, oh, I yeah. did not. <laughs> I don't know what that they prob- says about They us. probably knew that you would not bring it home. Yeah. <laughs> so then they just chat and they are talking about, oh, were you a partier in college? I was a huge partier. And Emily's, I feel like she's drunk five minutes into this date and just encouraging, I'm going to do another shot. I'm going to do another shot. And you do you. But at the same time, aren't you trying to make a real connection with this person? If you're going to spend the entire honeymoon wasted, what's your connection going to be? I mean, let's just like you said it before. 
Beer tasting, sure, lovely. You don't get wasted. Wine tasting, super lovely. A tequila tasting is basically you're doing shots. You do seven shots in a row and they're like, all right, it all tasted the same because I feel like after I have two shots of tequila, I don't taste the tequila. I just like, I just keep going. And so this was definitely an interesting date. Yeah, that's something I didn't, I didn't catch on first watch, especially if you are, decently intoxicated or have a decent amount of shots in your system yeah like how much of a connection are you really making uh it that that's not really fair to the other person right if they like you said brendan's kind of trying to start a conversation if he's really not able to get a word in and by this point you know kind of feeling it it's like even if we did talk about some topics am i going to remember all of this like did it amount to something (laughs) that's a good point i think the fact that at least like drink the same amount is good because they're gonna stay on the same level i always feel like you know if if you go out and you you talk to someone who's wasted you're like ugh, i don't want to talk to you like i have uh you're not you don't know what you're talking about but when you have a few drinks and you talk to someone who had a few drinks it's the best thing ever you're like love everyone it's like this is amazing we're having such a great time then you wake up you're like oh shit I feel horrible, but I think because they're drinking together, they co- they're connecting. I don't know if it's like a pure connection because of the alcohol, but they I think they're connecting. So I feel like, yeah, they're connecting maybe, but they're trying to force this narrative. They talk about, oh, we're so similar. And I feel like they want to be similar and they want to portray that. But to me, it seems it's not authentic. It's, it's like they're trying to convince themselves. Oh, yeah, we're similar. We're so right for each other. But I, I don't see them clicking just yet. Me neither. Same. I don't. There's- it's not. How do I say it's not authentic yet? It's just they're just saying it. But like we're when we get in the deeper conversations, for example, finances, we see it's not that similar. Yeah. And it's like when they go so it's a new day and they're hanging out at the beach talking. I think she is feeling him more than he's feeling her. And I don't know if it's the constant buzz she gets from the drinking, but like she goes straight up and be like, so what about sex? Like, are you there with me? Like what's going on? And that's why I'm like, all right, like you are like there. You want to do what you're used to doing. Like you go on a date or two and you just bang it out. But he's like, yeah, I'm getting there. Like let's, Let's get on to the emotional connection first. And I'm glad that he still is being true to himself instead of just like giving in and be like, oh, you want to have sex? Sure, let's do it, even though that's not something I want to do. So I'm curious to see because she says, all right, I'll 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 take his lead. Let's see how long this is going to take. Do you low-key feel she's disappointed that he hasn't been more physical yet? Yes. That's kind of the vibe I got to. I think that's what she's used to. She All she is accustomed to are these short-term stints, no long-term yeah. relationship. And so that could be playing into his approach. And like, I don't want to fall into that category. So let me pump the brakes and build an emotional connection with her, something she's never had. But yeah, I think she, I think she wants it. Yeah, I, I would does. be curious if this becomes a problem because from Emily's mindset, I would hope that she would see that, right? Like in my past, I've had these, whatever, very short flings and they haven't worked out. So what makes you think that if we have another, you know, uh, uh, a short span to intimacy, it's like, well, 
that hasn't worked in the past. You haven't built relationships in the past. Like we should probably change what we do. So I hope it doesn't become a problem, but from previews and the way we're kind of the direction we're headed to, it seems like that's inevitable, especially her questioning if Brennan is attracted to her. Well, and that's a good question because I always watch the previews. I love the previews. And I think it's going to be the issue. I think it's going to be the the fact that I don't think he is that attracted to her. And I think he does not want to be that intimate or at least he's, he's going to take him a while to get there because on the previews, she has she complains about the lack of intimacy. So we'll see. This is my question, though. Do you think he was attracted to her and fell out of attraction or he was always kind of, you know, I'm what do you think? I think I think he likes the way she looks. I think she's a very attractive woman, but I think there is mm-hmm. way more to attraction and it's sure. the personality and the way things you like to do and the way you talk about certain things, your passion. And I think that adds, that's a big part of it, at least for me. And I think uh, they are not on the same exact page as much as they're trying to be with the whole like build legacy, money. Like, all right, well, they, you have one thing in common, but that's about it. And I think he, Brandon, needs more to feel the attraction besides just, okay, she's a pretty girl. Sure. I'm not trying to do one night stand, unlike her. Yeah, I think it's a common misconception that, oh, yeah, guys just want to bang, no emotional connection needed. And maybe in the case of Brennan, he needs that emotional connection. So he's like, let's put down the booze. Let's have a real conversation. Let's, you are physically attractive, but maybe your personality is not attractive to me right now because you're drunk a lot. Um, so I, I think, I think he, he is and can be more attracted to her, but maybe some things need to change. Well, he said it before. He said that in the past relationships, when it got to sex, it was always like, all right, well, post sex, he started like seeing that, uh, this is not working out. And that's why he's like, let's take sex out of the occasion. Let's get to know each other instead of just like jumping in, doing that and then be like, uh. All right, so we've done it all. What else is there? Totally. So, all right. That is, I think that's it for part one. We kind of think so. Did our closing thoughts there for Emily and Brennan. So make sure you guys go head over to From the Friar. We're going to do part two over there. We're going to go talk about Claire and Cameron, Teresa's favorite, uh, and Lauren and Orion. So, guys, before we head over there, make sure you, you tell our friends again, where they can find you and, and what they can expect to find. Yes. So we are at From the Friar. We're on all major podcasting podcatcher apps. Um, we are also on Instagram and Twitter or X. And yeah, come hang out with us. We love to interact with people and we, we cover Sister Wives and Married at First Sight. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming on our pod. And I can't wait to talk about part two over on yours. Thank you you. so so much much. for having us.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.